0: Welcome to the association Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Sumaya Ashim from the Center for Family Entrepreneurship and Ownership of Youngchipping International Business School. She recently published an article entitled "Women Entrepreneurs in the Gulf States Taking Stock." And moving forward, it has been published in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor & Francis. Sumaya, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper and why have you decided to address this particular topic?
1: Well, I think this particular topic actually goes back to my childhood uh, because I am originally from Bahrain, but I was raised in Sweden. So... During my upbringing, I felt a lot of times there were—I was in a situations where I had to kind of uh, argue and discuss and show that the different assumptions that people have about people like me, especially women from that part of the world, maybe are not necessarily true. Uh, so I was always in situations where I felt that I had to explain that the Middle East is. Big and that not everything is applicable to all countries and all people. Um, So I think this is where it came from. Uh, So when I left Sweden uh, after my high school, it was nice to let go of that burden and then that stereotypical view and just be me. And then when times moved forward and I was... uh, thinking about what should I focus on in terms of my PhD, especially that I'm going to be focusing on it for the next five years. I kind of realized that I've been very interested in women uh, issues and living in Bahrain during that time, there was quite push and focus from top down on entrepreneurship in general, but women specifically to be better and more engaged in economic activities. And this is what I thought. This is the perfect time I go back and try to, bring and show what women entrepreneurs in the Gulf States. And when I talk about the Gulf States, I'm referring to six different countries in the Gulf States, which is Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, United Arab Emirates, UAE, and Saudi Arabia and Qatar. So these these six countries
0: are the Gulf States. And this is what my focus is on. What are the main contributions of your paper?
1: So I think the main contribution is Because this is a literature review, um, what I'm trying to understand here is what do we, what has the studies shown um, and what do we know so far about women entrepreneurs in this part of the world and how can we move forward? Um, So I think the key contributions is that I used uh, Velters contextual typology to really understand in terms of who are the entrepreneurs in this context, for instance, Uh, We see that from the different studies that have been done, that women in this part of the world are well educated, sometimes even better educated than men. um, And they are actually pulled into entrepreneurship and trying to self-fulfill themselves rather than because of economic necessity. And this is what kind of you see. The, the trend or the kind of the mainstream literature try to say that about developing countries that they mainly pushed into entrepreneurship and maybe they're not so well educated. But in this context, the Gulf states, we see that, no, they are well educated and they are pulled mainly to entrepreneurship. So this is one aspect. And then they focus on the where. And here we try to see the different institutional dimensions that bring to force. So we see that... These women are, um, there is kind of interesting debate happening in the literature. Some of them say that the institutional aspects in, religion, in relation to religion, especially Islam, is what's hampering uh, women from actually engaging in entrepreneurial activities. But on the other hand, you see new especially research coming up and say, no, it's not the religion. Women are finding Uh, religion as a source to legitimize, especially that they refer to the prophet's wife Khadija, who is known a known Islamic figure uh, who has been engaged in uh, business uh, at at her time. So the women kind of use her as a role model and use even the prophet as a role model. So that was also interesting to see that these kind of different contradictions happening. And then from the when, there is a lot of historical aspects that the literature is not referring to, such as that this part of the world has maybe a lot of colonial heritage that has not been discussed and referred to. And this is something that we try to bring up. Um, And then in terms of, and this is more in relation to the new literature that is focusing on how are women entrepreneurs being agents and influencing and contributing to doing their context. So bringing that together, I'm trying to unearth and bring to fore some key uh, uh, contextual aspects that has not been discussed. And I think that will be the key contribution.
0: What was for you the main challenges in conducting such a a literature review?
1: Um, I think I found some Different challenges. So, in relation first to themes, and because you have to kind of go through the papers and try to identify different themes, and it was especially challenging with the initial papers that were published because they were not using some key theoretical frameworks, or the analysis and the findings were not in relation to key theories. So, that was very kind of all over the place and broad, and you kind of it was very challenging to identify okay, what is the contribution here or what is the finding? Uh, but luckily, we could see that this is, has been changing quite a lot. So, f- since 2013, you see that the uh, papers are being published uh, in well established journals with a lot of qualitative uh, focus. So, they moved away from this student ser- surveys to actually capture the experiences of women entrepreneurs in this context. So that was really nice to see that this transition is happening and there's quite a lot of rigor in the, in the papers published. So that was then easier to identify the themes and what's happening. The other challenge was when I was reading these papers, I was trying to identify, so what is missing? Uh, what is it from these findings that the the authors are not really digging deeper to identify the contextual aspects? So, for instance, a lot of the papers, especially in the beginning, were puzzled by, okay, this context, there is quite a lot of push from the government, there is quite a lot of support to push uh, women to engage in economic activities, especially entrepreneurship, and yet we see that there is low take-up. Um, uh, of women to this opportunity that's being presented and this is where the the debate about the the religion and the family and the patriarchy comes into place so what i'm trying to argue then here that there are other subtle aspects in the context that may be not being discussed and this is why you don't see as women taking up for instance In this context, we have something known as the marriage contract, okay? And with this marriage contract comes certain assumptions. So one of the key assumptions of this marriage contract is that the man is the breadwinner. And all the family laws are built around that the man is the breadwinner. And also, for instance, you see that it impacts even the inheritance law, where you see that women inherit in general 50 percent of what the man uh, inherits because it's assumed that he is the provider. And then that's why the kind of so if you see the inheritance out of context from the different so- system, then you will see it as maybe something that is um, unjust uh, to women. Um, but it also offers an opportunity uh, because if we then assume that based on this uh, marriage contract, that women is then are not expected by religion or tradition or law that they provide to the family, and there is nothing hampering them uh, from actually working, Uh, that means that their income, they can choose that they spend it on themselves and not spend it on the family, right? Which means if they engage in entrepreneurial activity, that is not as risky as it is for men who have the responsibility of providing for the family. So then we can kind of come up with a very interesting research questions that have not been explored. Um, so I think that that was kind of also challenged to go and, and see and identify different aspects that's not really discussed, but you can see it from the findings. And I guess the third uh, challenge maybe is not limited to this paper only, but it was part of my PhD journey. Um, to this inward and outward journey that you do as a researcher to uh, where you're not only questioning uh, uh, assumptions in the literature, but you start questioning your own understanding of the world and your own traditions and what have you done in the past and how does that affect you? So that was also a very personal uh, challenge that
0: I experienced. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive results?
1: I think one of the key surprises was maybe, um, um, so a lot of literature uh, refer to that women in this part of the world um, depend on men and has to have the men supporting them, so whether they are the, the the husbands or the fathers or the uncles, the men have to support the women in order for them to be able to navigate in this patriarchal society. But during that time and uh, during the time that I was writing the literature review, but I was also collecting quite a lot of data. So during that time, I realized that a lot of my informants have actually gone through divorce um, and so that male figure was not there, especially also those who, who experienced challenges from their own families, so that the fathers and their own and the other men in the family were not even supporting them. And yet you see that they have either taken up entrepreneurial activity after the divorce, or if they had an entrepreneurial activity, they became even more successful and grew their business. So that kind of contradicted what literature was saying and that was very surprising so for me this became the my second paper that we're focusing on uh, divorce uh, and entrepreneurship and hopefully we'll get that published one day
0: really soon i hope what are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs managers researchers and practitioners in general
1: i think um if you look at this uh, publication the chief editor have named it as the bold type junior scholars initiative so that was very uh, in- surprising but also a very nice implications for me because i felt that okay that my vo- voice as a researcher especially as a young scholar is being recognized and being heard and i hope It's bold enough uh, that it attracts um, uh, a lot of research in the future. I hope that this paper kind of provides a roadmap to go beyond this um, applying Western theories into a different context, but try to really unpack and and contribute with novel insights um, to research, but also to policymakers to try to um, see things from a different perspective so that's hopefully the implications with this literature review
0: thanks a lot Sumeya for participating to our show and presenting your paper entitled women entrepreneurs in the gulf states taking stocks and moving forward all our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship.com and on the main podcast platforms